Welcome to another Con Artist Podcast. This time we'll be talking about uh, Fruits Basket, which was our rolling review. Uh, I'm Scott, and I'm joined by Sue. Hey there. Brandon. Hello. And Dan. Yo. So I'm just going to roll right in here uh, and give sort of the the brief thing, right? Fruits Basket is uh, sort of pure shoujo anime uh, about a girl who loses her house or doesn't want to live in her house and ends up living... uh, with two romantic options in their amazing house, but it turns out they have a curse where they turn into the animals of the Zodiac if they become excited or are hugged by someone from the opposite gender. Uh, and then after that, it's just basically uh, shoujo action. Uh, so I'm just going to start right off and say, I'm so happy that Fruits Basket, which I loved from back in the day, got a remake, and also that that remake is so great. Um, like Pure shoujo like this is fairly rare, especially as it seems like every genre has to take elements from like whatever else is popular at the time or parody it but uh this one stays the course and it benefits from it what do you guys think it's an interesting blast from the past as far as like back when like this genre hadn't been like done to death yet i think it's um it's very sparkly like i I said (laughs) i said to scott and i don't know if i said it in one of my reviews like i haven't seen something this shoujo in a really long time and we have we have a good mix actually because I know Dan you don't remember it well but you've at least seen the old one Scott you've seen the old one and Brendan mm-hmm. you and yep. I were the newbies to this right so yeah I I don't want to spoil too much but it was very pleasant and a, I really enjoyed oh good yeah like I mean really of course a show like this is carried by its characters uh, and they are generally wonderful like Toru the main character is wonderful her friends are just the best. They are. Uh, mm-hmm. I want everyone to be happy, basically. Uh, I mean, other than the people who are the antagonists, but maybe Toro can even find it to make them happy too. Uh, does an amazing job of getting you to care about all these people, especially Kyo, who's best boy. <laughs> that really blew my mind. Like in the beginning, I was sort of like, "It's all the shojo forever," mm. and then you know. Midway, it just snuck up on me. Like, after a while, I was just like, oh, all you poor people, hugs everywhere, all the hugs, except the dudes, because I'll turn you into animals, but I'm hugging you anyway. It's certainly a tragic backstory marathon for these these people. Why is your family so terrible? (laughs) Universal. That's true, right? It's just a microcosm of Grandpa's amazing. Yes. The rest of them are terrible. Oh, you mean, you mean like you mean like the Soma family? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Are. That's what I mean. Like the Soma okay. family as an entity that lives in their you know hidden compound for this reason or whatever. Like it's it's just they a you know, you know for the purpose like in in a meta sense of like, uh, writing all the character backstories. It's just like the way that their curse is perceived by like their literal family uh, is just <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> It is pretty bad. I was I was pretty surprised, yeah. And uh, I like though that for the most part, the the trauma they're suffering is all fairly rooted in realism. You know, it's like it's bullying, it's feeling ugly, it's being outcast, it's having uh, these expectations placed on you, right? Like, that you are so terrified to meet. It's you know being unable to express your emotions. Like it's 
all things that you could relate to you know it's not extreme extreme melodrama yeah it's not like someone comes out and says you know oh i like like none of, yeah, you're right none of their problems were unrealistic i guess uh like han is probably the most so but even like you could use the fact that she has these weird abilities as just a like a stand-in for like being outcast for some other reason mm -hmm. yeah that we still haven't figured out what akito's deal is i mean he's the big the big mystery of the show right and even even in the fruits baskets original run uh they hadn't really gotten to him yet so he didn't have much of a presence i mean people who've read the manga probably know what's up but i don't yeah so uh, yeah so i think the show I'm enjoying the lead up really you know revolves around tomo meeting toru wow toru meeting all these different people in the zodiac you know curse ring and learning a little bit about them and yeah i i have almost nothing bad to say like i'm a little shocked it was uh it was kind of surprising i think the big moment for me was uh I didn't really care for Toru in the beginning. If you guys read my early episode, I think I was four. I was like, uh, okay. Like, I'm glad you smacked Kyo in the face with your bag because otherwise, like, you are, you are like an angel on earth, child. You're just, you're too nice. You're too soft. You're too, ugh. Like, everything, you know, a Japanese man wants a girl to be. She's and a muffin. She's, she's a, a muffin, muffin in she's, human yeah, form. She's a delicate muffin. Um... And then, I think I had the fours and you had the other even ones. Yeah. So that would have been like two. Yeah. So I was just like, Ugh, I don't I don't know about you. And then there's a very episode very late where she meets the the Ram in the in the Zodiac, and he's this punk ass kid named Hero. <laughs> and he's like basically harassing her the whole episode. And she's, you know, being her usual self. And I was like puff chesting, staring at the laptop, like Bitch, <laughs> if you don't leave my homegirl Toru alone, I will strangle you somehow. <laughs> like, cut that out. And then I, I backed off and I'm like, oh my gosh, when did I like fall in love with this girl and everything she represents? Yeah, and I think that's probably actually part of uh, sort of like the core message of the show, which isn't something I see a lot of elsewhere, but they still do it very well. Uh, that being like how one person who's, you know, truly committed to helping others like Toru uh, can make such a large impact in the lives of so many other people. Whether it's her herself or her mother or Kyo's teacher, uh, the show makes it easy to see how the lives of those that those people affect could have gone in a very different direction if they hadn't been there. And so I think that's a big part of, of how the show tells its story. Hmm. I think yeah. that's, yeah, that's a really nice way to phrase it. I love, I love how supportive everyone is and... How even though there's really big themes going on, like the show never wavers from that fact that everybody needs a ring of support. You know, some of them are very blatant, mm. like you get the episode with, say, Kisa, right? Like, Kisa's the little tiger, and like she seems kind of like a jerk, and she doesn't talk, and she bites people in her little tiger form. And, <laughs> you know, the, all, all of her pain comes from the fact that she can't express her needs and she just she needs someone to understand her without words you know what i mean it was very touching when that episode happens and toru's like no i i get this like i know what she's feeling and you you understand that hey if if only someone were there to support this person in their hour of need they'd they'd come out okay and then you've got 
you know, Yuki and Kyo who they need support, but it's kind of in a, it's in a, a way that isn't yet obvious, you know, like what support they actually need. Is it just someone to listen to them? Is it someone to show them an example? Is it like, you're not sure, but you know, they need it. So I think, you know, hmm. having that ring of support and all characters being in it for support um, is, is very important. Uh, yeah. And I, I just, Uo and Hana, oh my gosh, they're just, oh, they're yeah. so beautiful. Like everything about them is beautiful. Their love of Toru is beautiful. Their, their backstories are very touching and yeah, yeah, it's uh wow. Just the best, the best friends. The bestest oh, yeah. of for. friends. Yeah, up until this point, at least the first half of the show had been much more focused on the, um, or the first half of this season, I should say, has been much more focused on Toru and on the members of the Soma family. So in the back half of this season, we got to see like two episodes each uh, focused on uh, Uo and Hana. Uh, and they are definitely some of the best episodes of this part of the season, like all of the, like the whole the whole show is definitely is definitely good but anytime we get to focus more on those two and how they relate to Toru because they're the ones who have been friends with her the longest is just so heartwarming and so endearing it's it's nice watching her you know sort of help out or just sort of be there for the Soma family but it really whenever they move it back and look at her long-lasting friendships, the people that she's known for, you know, at this point, multiple years, it just, I just feel like that's when the show is at its strongest because, you you know, they really, they do understand those bonds that people need and the ones that people form, especially in cases where you've gone through something awful or something tragic or otherwise scarring. And those were, you know, hands down my best, uh, my favorite episodes. Ironically, I almost feel like the low point of the show is the wrap up to the Uo arc with the uh, three like would be delinquents. Oh my goodness, those three, yeah. <laughs> those three were a little bit out of left field. I will agree. Yeah, that they're almost not part of it. Like they're in the whatever in the present while we're telling her backstory to sort of offer a counterpoint, mm -hmm. like how much she's grown as a person. But were they really necessary? Eh, probably yeah, probably not. No, but uh, yeah, no, they were they were fun and. I think, yeah, the the cast in general is all very endearing. There's a couple of members of the Soma family that I could do without, mostly the snake and the monkey. More and dog, than I, I, dog so, man, you're not a big Shigure. I am not a, I am also not a fan of Shigure, but he at least serves a purpose of being sort of a quasi-antagonist, but his, his just blatant disregard for the feelings of, and safety of other people really gets on my nerves sometimes like it's all treated as like oh haha ha, this is a prank or a joke or whatever but he nearly drove a woman to suicide and again yeah, that, it was played off times. as a gag yeah that might be the weakest part of the show uh it's like that sort of thing he has with his editor in general and that that one episode specifically where the comedy which is normally very good uh like you're supposed to be laughing at these two characters threatening suicide and you're like eh no not that hilarious it really stretches what i'm willing to laugh at here guys and i believe you can make good comedy out of just about anything but this was not the subject matter for you guys to tackle especially considering you know 
some of the other, like, traumatic experiences that various characters have gone through in this show. And even that, like, those sequences seem like they vary a little bit by episode. Because I know one of my episodes, I remember thinking, oh, this wasn't so bad. Because, like, he's he's actually got the thing done. And, like, that after it like something happens to it, he's like, he gets right back on that horse and is riding it, like, throughout the rest of the episode to try to uh, finish it up. But then there's other episodes where he's just like, hey, this isn't done and it's not going to get done anytime soon. Like, deal with it. Yeah. His, his level of jerkishness seems to, seems to vary, I guess. This is what happens when you come from a wealthy family, so you can spend all of your time writing and you realize that, oh, wait, it's not my paycheck that depends on all of this. It's everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> and a good, person, Although, you know what, Dan? a good person might, I'm gonna say, like, might reflect on that. Go, go ahead. That's true. Uh, I like the snake, so too bad. Mm, I can. He he is <laughs> he is fascinating, if nothing else. I will agree on that. Like, yes, it would be nice to see him make up with with Yuki, but also like his. Uh, I'm not sure to call it exactly, but his his overbearing like personality is, I think, funny to watch. Well, I think he's almost necessary, like sometimes, just because there's like mega gloom in in the you know, kind of the setting, and then he shows up and he's just like, oh my gosh, it's me. And you're like, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> like, this was getting Everyone kind of, this was getting kind of downery. Thank goodness you're here to, to liven up the scene, so. He, he is aggressively happy about everything. Yeah, and his his yeah. over-the-topness, I think, is, is played, it's played well. So I... I don't hate him immensely, especially after they introduced the monkey, who I was with you on that one, Dan. Like, oh, no, <laughs> that was bad. Um, and then I really hated the rabbit until he got his backstory. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. Um, so that was a little that was a little heart wrenching. Anyway, they, um, they've oh, learned yeah, how well. they've learned how to sort of pace his involvement in the story out well enough that he's not as overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I, I get where he comes from, I think I don't have as much of a but also problem. heck like. Kagura got a little depth that has not yet been explored in oh, this yeah. season. Yeah, right? so. which I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, you know, because at first, I think we were all discussing off offline that I want there to be a male character that just, like, on command hugs Kagura so she turns back into a boar. Because, like, <laughs> by surprise, just like, hey, hey, you, sneak up on Kagura and hug her so she becomes a boar. Because I think she's so cute when she's a boar. She's like this little cuddly piggy. And she gets, like, she mm-hmm. gets mad. But Kagura herself is, is, I thought, was one of the worst characters. And now I'm like, oh. She's pretty, she's pretty overbearing. But yeah, she, there's something coming. Like, mm-hmm. she has things, too. Yeah, yeah. she's got things There, things there is a reason on. behind everyone's various malfunctions. And for the most part, they've played out very well. It's just that, in her case, at least... That's her entire character. Well, so far. So far. I mean, all in all, yeah, no, this, the series has been you know, very well paced, kind of a nice balance of, you know, more, you know, small little stories, uh, either surrounding, you know, their life in high school, but more often about their interactions sort of outside of that. Uh, the school setting is really purely there to just, you know, be a background element you're not you know it's not you're not saving the club from being uh you're not not saving the club from being disintegrated at the end of the semester you're not you know trying to put together the you know the cultural festival like those things like elements of those pop in but it's almost entirely side stuff it's all about the characters and the show knows where that that is where its strength lies as we talked about because they're teenagers that's where you go exactly 
Yeah. If there's just one thing I could request, it would be more Prinsuki fan club. <laughs> they are Those hilarious. <laughs> I love watching them. I mean, they they're are sort hilarious. of the, they're sort of the classic trio from that time period. You don't see them as often nowadays. You don't the, see them anymore. The leader and then yep. left girl and right girl. Thank you, Nuku Nuku. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We... Was it yes, yes? Like Chise San is the best, or whatever. It's like, what, it's whatever Chise San says is correct. But, the, but their names were actually Mikiko and Hidariko. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, left girl, right girl. Oh boy. The um, one thing I want to touch on just just quick is I'm endlessly shocked at the dark stuff the show tosses in. Like, mm-hmm. I think with shojo, the darkest it ever gets is like unrequited love like if you go back to that time period that's that's the roughest stuff um because if you wanted to get real dark like you got to go you got to level up to jose so i i was really really shocked like the episode where they give you a flashback to toru losing her mom like there's just a shot of like blood streaked all over the sidewalk and toru like crying over her corpse that's under a sheet it's it's heartbreaking like absolutely heartbreaking hana's backstory is just messed up like they try and feed her a live lizard like i said like there's three girls who pin her down in a classroom in the dark and try and light her arm on fire with a match and you're like what i'm like i burned her with a match what is happening here and just like the fact that Yuki at one point gets so messed up, he just sits in a room by himself and like can't even come out into the light. Like at one point, uh, so Akito, who we keep alluding to, Akito is the head of the Soma family and he is just atrocious. Like Kisa, he, you know, Kisa's the small one and Hiro is also the small one. They're like younger kids. And Hiro like declares his love for Kisa and it's just it's just mentioned offhand because I guess the show couldn't get that dark, but it's dark enough even in mention. He beats Kisa into the hospital. What the heck, guys? That's that's high degrees of darkness, like in the undercurrent of this show. And it's all like weaved together really nicely. It never feels like like I said, like super overly like dramatic. A yeah. Tone shift. Yeah, you just, it throws it in there, and it's like, no, we're the real deal, you know? Like, like I said with, uh, what's his face, Momo's backstory, where uh, his mother can't handle the fact that, you know, she's given birth to one of the cursed kids, and so she attempts to, like, stab her uterus with a pair of scissors. Like, she ends up going into the hospital because she tries to, like, slice her own midsection out, and, oh, gosh like it's it's rough it's rough stuff so and then they can wrap back around and give you like the warm cuddles episodes so man Hmm. they they play emotion out really beautifully and they swing from one end to the other with a lot of grace so yeah it's i was not expecting that and and the show does it fantastically Mm, agreed agreed so Hi. All right, so watch the show. You like so season one's over. Season two's coming out eventually. Y'all should watch it. Definitely. And yeah, uh, yeah. it'll be nice to have a bit of a break from it though after uh, this particular season is over. Well, now that this particular season is over, since you know rolling from one you know double core uh, season into another would be just you know 
maybe get a little bit it wouldn't it, we wouldn't be as excited for it if we didn't have you know that bit of anticipation so good if on... we didn't have the occasional planet with in the, in the meantime <laughs> it's not like you uh <laughs> they don't uh, they don't do shows like 72 episodes at a time anymore yeah which is i've heard how long this is going to take so get ready for two more seasons of this. yeah it's it's coming it's okay, Dan. All Some right. of us just can't handle delicate muffins and gentle bonbons and cinnamon rolls every week. I mean, look, th- this th- as we've established, this so this show is super shojo, and if that is your thing, it has got you like it has got you just completely taken care of. But you know, some of us need a break from that now and then. It's it's good. It's just that I got to take it in doses. It's great. Hana's best girl. Kyo's best boy. And Taru is is my home dog, so just get lost, hero, you little son of a... Mm. <laughs> Man, I really don't like that sheep. No, I don't like that sheep. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, he was getting better by the end of the episode. He had um, his reasons, like everyone does. True enough. Like, and, and back off, like, back off, kid. What, yeah, like, as long as he keeps it, keeps it dialed back. Mm. That's right. We'll be watching you come season two. All right. I think we'll probably uh, close up there. So thank you all for listening and uh, catch us for whatever our next rolling review is going to be next season. Look forward to it.